This is Framework Leadership. I'm Kent Engel, and you're listening to Framework Leadership, a podcast about how to bring your personal life and, well, your organization to the next level. And what a privilege. Today, I'm sitting down with Alex Seeley. Alex is the lead pastor of The Belonging Company in Nashville, Tennessee, which has been referred to as a fast-growing church for creatives and everyone else. And she and her husband, Henry, served as executive pastors of Planet Shaker Ministries for 17 years in Melbourne, Australia. She's also released an incredible book uh, called Tailor Made. It's my pleasure to welcome you, Alex, to Framework Leadership Podcast. Thank you for having me. I want to start out a little bit about um, your childhood. What was it like growing up? When did you know that you know, God had his hand upon you to get into ministry and really yeah. touch people's lives. Yeah, I was 11 when I actually invited Jesus to come into my heart. And at that time, it was 1984, and there weren't very many women in ministry. So this had to have been God, because I remember sitting in church and just feeling that small impression, like, I actually feel like I'm going to lead people. Wow. And I remember feeling this thing, you're going to pastor people. And I remember saying to the Lord, how's that going to happen? But I always had this uh, longing to serve people in the capacity of full-time ministry. When, when you were a part uh, of a worship movement that began to grow rapidly in Australia, how did you, how did you find your place in, in leadership in, in that capacity there? Well, my pastors were phenomenal leaders in very much releasing of women, especially. And so my youth, I started ministry in youth ministry. So I had my pastors that were leading an 1100 group of, of youth. And so I was employed straight off the back, right out of Bible college to be the new Christians pastor of um of that ministry and so leadership for me was right immediate it was like you're employed to do this now learn on the job <laughs> as you begin to lead in that capacity what what um from a visionary passion what drove you in in that opportunity uh, in that context people i mm. wanted to see genuine freedom come to people wow. i had a genuine love for seeing people encounter the true presence of god that brought forth actual fruit that you could see a visible change and so I was very passionate about people and then you you took a, a huge leap of faith to relocate uh, here to the states to to Nashville what was the catalyst for that move it was really God just prompting our hearts and saying would you go to nothing with nothing but the power of God and I remember sitting in a meeting just going I don't think I've got the faith for that um, but obeying that that call and then just it took a two-year journey for us to get to America but lots of confirmations and uh, an open door through a uh, permanent residency came available so we jumped at the chance and and if I understand right your original intent wasn't actually to Planet Church, right? It no, was not at all. So, since coming to Nashville, what's been the biggest difference in ministry between what you expected and and what God has actually done yeah. with Belonging Company? Yeah. Well, I uh, to be honest, when I came here in 2012, I had been a little bit uh, disoriented with I think church mm. as we know it. Um, I felt like it had become a little bit of a business and I was like, God, I don't know whether I like the church anymore. I love mm. you. I love being part. I'm a local church girl, but the collateral damage that I'm seeing in the church, I'm not sure if I like it. And I remember the Lord speaking to my heart and saying, Alex, don't ever 
like not like my church. It's my idea. Mm. Instead of looking at the problems within church, why don't you become the church I'm coming back for? And it resonated with me to focus more on people and allowing people to have an encounter with Jesus than actually establishing an organization of church. And so that's really how the belonging came. I, I began to just open my eyes to see with compassion those that were helpless, harassed, sheep without a shepherd. And so we moved quite individually with people. Let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, the belonging company. Some of the... Uh I guess some of the biggest names in, 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 in Christian music influencers um, attend your church. They're involved in, in, in worship. What have you, you cultivated or maybe what have you done specifically to facilitate an environment where creatives can truly uh, flourish and belong and yeah. allow them to really follow their design the way God created them? Yeah, well, I think the reason why those particular people find it a safe space is because we've never made it about their gift. Mm. We've been very intentional to recognize the person. Uh, the gift is an overflow of who they are. And I think a lot of churches used their gift for their own advantage, where we were more concerned with how their health of their relationship with God was going. So in that, it's an amazing thing that we've been able to draw those people, but it's it's come at a place where we're just loving them not so much focused on what they do but more so who they are yeah what's been uh the toughest challenge of leading such a dynamic church um i don't think it's really been tough to be honest i i think there's been such an an awakening i think when you present jesus and mm. only jesus he kind of takes care of all the muck yeah. and um, we let the Holy Spirit do the work that he needs to do. We just care about loving the person. And to be honest, there hasn't been, it hasn't been a challenge for those people. I think the way they've come in and we've let the Holy Spirit do the work, they've flourished, they've grown, they've become more aware of the presence of God. So they've become more healthy. And so you just actually have a body of people that are pursuing God rather than dealing with personalities. That gets left to the side and then we've all got this one common cause is actually we're just what Jesus. And it's been quite effortless to be honest in that area. Yeah. When you think about the stewardship of calling and um, the leadership roles God places us in, how, how have you navigated the things, how have you grown or how have you learned through this context or this calling uh, here in Nashville? How, what have you learned over these uh, few years in this? That everyone is hungry for a true encounter with the presence of God. Wow. Make that available to people and they will come. Yeah. They will come for, I don't need to put on a great program. I don't need a good draw card. If Jesus is the main right. thing, people will come. Yeah, authenticity. Yeah. yeah. You've been in full-time ministry for two decades. How has ministry changed from when you were young? How is this how is this generation different from yeah. your generation? Growing up. Yeah. This generation thinks for themselves where I think our previous generation was just told what to do. Yeah, you're right. And I think this generation, that's why they want authenticity. They want transparency. And they want to know that a leader is not perfect. Mm. And I think the previous generation gave the appearance of I've arrived, where I think this generation just wants to know that with Jesus, all things are possible. <laughs> yeah. What, how do you, so how, how do you intentionally um, 
as as leaders who definitely are you know coming alongside this generation in a pretty significant way how do you show that transparency how do you how do you demonstrate that even on a weekly basis if you will yeah i think look it's not about airing your dirty laundry in the process. But I think it's very important to take people and show them the way you overcame something after the fact so that they're able to actually see the way you got through it. So you're taking them and you're showing them the how-tos rather than telling them what scripture says, say, well, in my life, this was this here. I struggled with this area or this thought, but this is how God showed me. Now you need to apply that to your life. So you're taking them on the journey that you've Overcome. You have to have an authority in an area in, yeah. in order to see it, you know, transpire in somebody else's life. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's no greater privilege than coming alongside these incredible young leaders. God, you know, he's raising up to serve him, to serve yeah. the church, uh, to serve calling. Um, we tell our students here at Southeastern that every single one of them, you're a solution to something in this world. That's right. God brought you here to use you in a significant way as you invest and you're about to as of the recording of this podcast you're about to step out and invest uh, in our students here at SEU conference what would be uh, maybe two or three things that as they navigate their calling to be very mindful of yeah it's very important I think number one know who you are in Christ Uh, no human validation is going to Uh, fill that void that only God can fill. When you know who you are, you'll become who God called you to be. Uh, Stay tethered to the Holy Spirit. He is the greatest teacher, the greatest Mm. counselor. And love the local church. Serve, 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 serve. Because it's in that serving that all the gunk gets cleaned out, the refining process takes place, and you actually get developed in, in who God's creating you to be. Wow, that's rich. That's good. You released a book last year called Tailor Made, and of course, it details a lot of your story, which uh, which I read took you ten years to write. Tell me about that experience and what your hopes for the book are. Yeah, I think you know, ministering for the last two decades, I've seen a lot of Christians uh, saved but not walking in true freedom, and it used to just really bother me that here we are, you know, have the the, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us, but so many are bound by so much insecurity and labels and issues of our past. And so I wanted to take people on the journey that I had to walk through in order to be who God had already predestined me to be. But because of the issues of life, it kept me in a in a prison, if you like, that I knew what God was calling me to, but I just couldn't get past the the fractures. Mm. And so really my hope for this book is that when people read it, they go straight to Jesus, who is the hope of all of our hearts, to actually heal those broken, fractured places so that we minister out of a whole place, not a fractured place, out of a place of complete security in Christ, not insecurity. Because we've got a lot of insecure leaders and insecurity breeds insecurity, but we want to breed security. Yeah. One final question before we move into a quick lightning round as we close our conversation out. As you look at the church worldwide, you look at the church, especially here in the United States, what are the issues that ministry leaders need to step up and make sure that they're addressing as we navigate what's ahead? I think we need to speak the truth of God's word and not compromise it Mm -hmm. at all. 
but it must be done in love. It mm. cannot be a legalistic approach. It's got to be the truth. You know, Jesus was the ultimate truth teller, yet people were so drawn to him, but he never compromised the truth in order to save that relationship. He spoke the truth, but it was up to us whether we chose it or not. And I think loving people genuinely, like people know when you love them for what they do for you or whether they're just loved for who they are. And I think ministry leaders need to stop making it about the program as such, strip it right back and actually make disciples. What does that look like? I love them, like love people like Jesus loved them and teach them. You know, the Great Commission is just to go out to the world baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Teach yeah. them all that I taught you to obey and I'll be with you always. It's really mm. quite simple. I think we need to take all the trims, you know, out and actually just keep it simple. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's just all about simplify. Yeah. Simplify yeah. with Jesus. That's good. Mm -hmm. All right. Quick lightning round. We right. do this with every guest. Uh, first question, uh, what's the last great book you've read or a podcast you've listened to? A podcast was uh, Craig Grishel's Leadership yeah. Podcast because great. I was I finished writing a book this year, so I never read a book when I'm writing one. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You have a day when your calendar's cleared and you've been mandated by your church to have a perfect day off what's that look like sleep in <laughs> have coffee good. yes <laughs> and go to the spa ah uh, nice <laughs> all right what historical leader living or dead would you most like to just sit down and have a cup of coffee with mother Teresa. wow that would be a great conversation mm -hmm. final question what's your next big dream that god's put on your heart to accomplish that's huge. I'm, I'm a bit shy to say it, but I actually want to see Nashville, the entire city of Nashville, turn to Jesus. Wow. That'd be wonderful. And it will. Yeah. We're going to believe by faith. Mm -hmm. Hey, this has been great to have you on this podcast. And I, I just, just sitting here with you, you are so others oriented and you have um, such a relational passion that is so contagious. And there's no doubt that's why God is using you in such a significant way to touch people's lives. And, and we are grateful for you and grateful that you're investing in Southeastern University. And I know that you're a part of our women in leadership uh, yes. uh, group, and yes. we're just grateful for that. So thank you, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been amazing. It's been my pleasure to talk with Alex Seeley today. If you want to know more about Alex, go to alexseeley.com. Hey, thanks for joining us on Framework Leadership today. To connect with Kent, visit kentingle.com. Also make sure to follow him on Twitter at Kent Ingle and on Facebook at Kent.ingle. Thanks for listening to Framework Leadership.